Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Ramble Reacts. Newcastle sensationally battered PSG. Manchester City also won. It's Wednesday, 4th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Andy Brassel. Welcome, one and all, to Ramble Reacts. We are still up in Newcastle. And right now... Look more. Everybody is up in Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be some sore heads tomorrow morning, based on the walk back from the stadium. It was an incredible atmosphere, an incredible game, and just really from four, five, six hours, possibly even a day before the game itself, the atmosphere has been sensational up here, uh, and I don't expect it to diminish at any time soon. Uh, I, it was incredible to me. Maybe, I mean, Andy, you're much more familiar with this part of the world. It was incredible to me what it felt like in the city centre, because, of course, St James's Park is right in the thick of it. It's an, it's an incredible stadium where it is. The it's a great spot, yeah. on the hill and, all that. and it just felt like, mm. it felt like a Saturday night. Yeah. It felt like a Saturday night in July out there mm. and it's a Wednesday evening you know, and there's queues outside the bars and pe- <laughs> it, was, it was mad there's, there's people everywhere all the Newcastle shops after basically. we finish this pod we have loads of options Andy yeah and you bloody hell yeah <laughs> um, if Thursday's the new Friday Wednesday's the new Christmas day right yeah. absolutely spot on but I mean Andy this has to go down as one of the greatest nights or one of the greatest games in their modern history. I mean, you know, on the bonus pod we, we, we did the other day, you know, we were harking back to the, the, the days of Tino Asprey scoring a hat-trick against Barcelona and all, the, mm. and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that was something else. Yeah, this was completely uh, a, a different level. It was, it was extraordinary because PSG, whatever you think of them, are, are contenders for the, the, the Champions League. And Newcastle 
put them away. They managed the game absolutely superbly. That was so impressive. Um, especially in the second half when yeah. that, they, they came under pressure and mm. They, mm. they could have buckled. They were physically creaking and, and they haven't got a deep bench. You know, you look at the options available to PSG and despite Luis Enrique's attempts to put them all on the pitch at the same bloody time, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not quite possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I admire him for going for a front four when they're uh, 3-0 down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he still thinks it's 1997. He's God been on the phone to Tino, I think. <laughs> but uh, the, the way they dealt with all of it, the way they... We talked about the emotional control of the occasion which they were quite close to losing a couple of times, particularly Bruno Guimaraes and, uh, and Anthony Gordon, but they just about kept it in. And, you know, you talked about the atmosphere uh, around the stadium, which is, which is what makes it so special. You know, the fact that you've got all those pubs on the, the doorstep. The amazing thing was, as I was saying on, on that extra episode uh, with TNT, the fact is, normally you don't get the atmosphere until right at the moment of kickoff, where the man goes, enjoy the game! And then you hear the, and it, and it happens. But there, the, the best thing they did actually is cut the music about 10 minutes before the kickoff. And all of a sudden, you could breathe all of it. You, you could get the energy. And there was, this, there was this brilliant bit, actually, probably about 20 minutes before kickoff, where you had at uh, the Leeser's end, you, you had um, uh, all of the PSG players queuing up to take shots. And when Mbappe put one in, you got boom. Yeah, they were just uh, and then, stuff, then, yeah. then when Hakiri put one over the top, it was like, hey! Yeah. Which was amazing. It's something you never normally get <laughs> yeah. in a, in a warm-up. But yeah. they wanted to show, the crowd wanted to show them, mm. you're in a game before it even started. I mean, it was proper 12th man stuff. Absolutely. It was really yeah, absolute was. Absolute epitome really of, of 12th man stuff. And, you know, and, and it was almost panto at the same time. You, you, you sort of mentioned it there. The way that... that Every kind of 50-50 tackle or recovery tackle was celebrated. It wasn't cheered, it was celebrated. Oh, it was, it was by the, the players But the well. players as well. There was fist pumping yeah. going on. They were trying to jeer it all up. I mean, it, it, it A couple was, of minutes in, um, my ears were ringing. Yeah. And Mine's still a, It was a throw-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were a throw-in. And, and, and that's the thing. So yeah. you talked earlier about how the game kind of started and... To me, it felt like no one was really, in, neither team were really in control of the game. It was, it was almost, the game itself was almost like an untamable beast. And they were, both teams were trying to ride it. And Newcastle were able to, through a massive amount of support from the crowd, from starting on the front foot really early, really hassling PSG. Marcus, you were saying to me, I'm not sure how long they can keep this up for, kind of well, thing. Like, Someone like Almiron, for example. Yeah, I was a bit I, concerned because you don't want to kind of. You know, you've got to manage that second half. And as I said, they did. But the fact is, PSG didn't, didn't really have anything, partially because, well, did they fancy it, but also partially because the way Newcastle was so Newcastle, good. What, the thing that really surprised me, as someone, it's the first time I've seen PSG in person. Mm -hmm. I don't watch them anywhere near as much as Andy, probably not even as much as you, Marcus. And, and you probably won't watch them again after well, tonight, well, will you? Yeah, well. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I couldn't believe how physically um, inferior they were. I could not believe how you can go into the... T By the way, talking about them being one of the favourites of the competition, I just checked before we came on air after the show, after the game. They're not now. No, I they're not. flown out now. They're about seventh yeah. favourite now uh, because of that. I couldn't Will believe this, P <laughs> <laughs> this, P this PSG project and how much attention it's got and how much money it's got and how big a brand it is now. And they, don't, they didn't seem to have a, a player that could physically impose themselves on the game. And it's all very well if you're a Dembele or a Mbappe or 
you know, an attacking fullback or whatever who, who's got it in your locker to be athletic, to be skillful, to beat a player, to make something happen. If you can't physically impose yourself on the game, what happened last night or tonight as we're recording will happen. And, and I thought that was really, I don't want to get all Graham Souness about it, but it was really men against boys stuff. I mean, there was yeah, no real fight. Even a player like Milan Skriniar, who I think of as being a... Old man with a bad back? Yeah, but he's tough, though. <laughs> but he's old man hard. Yeah. He's a kind of guy, you know... And that's for a man from Portsmouth. If you, if you, mis- if you misbehave in his living room, he's taking you out the back and he's going to give you yeah. a fucking whooping, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He, he's that tough. And, and no, no one could really do it. And, and, I, and I felt like Newcastle played it so well because they could have easily gone too far. Could have got a man sent off. Could have gone into a tackle too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have. Um, and th- th- they towed that line very. They trod that fine line very, very well. Yeah. Eddie Howe went on about the emotions, didn't he? He went on about how we've got to control it because he knew what was going to happen. Mm. He knew the crowd were going to be absolutely pumping. Do you reckon Bruno players. had an ice bath at half time? I don't. I, he was, whatever he did, he should do it is, every week. He is so popular. At he Newcastle. was. He was really lucky he, he, near he, the end of the first half. Mm. Really, really lucky. He was, but when he was he took also that little swing at Ugarte. Well, it's true. But he, I mean, he was immense. Uh, but it's funny, he was, he was it's funny Luke, when you're, you're saying about the physicality of, of Pierce and, and, and all that kind of stuff. When we did our predictions, of course, um, the other day. And by the way, everybody, if you're listening, um, we are recording it in a room, and there are Newcastle fans. You know, we're surrounded. We can't get uh, away so, from so, them. So, so if you can hear a bit of a murmur and, and whatnot, and, and yeah. a sing song, whatever, that, that's what that is. But um, but when we did our predictions, Andy, you, you fancied um, PSG. I fancied a draw. Um, I, I think Jules fancied a draw, didn't she? Uh, you were the only one you said 3-1 you're very close to getting it spot on yeah but you definitely before Fabian Cher ruined it for you <laughs> I love Fabian Cher yeah but I, I mean but without a doubt you won the argument I did I'm, I'm Jeremy Corbyn eh? <laughs> <laughs> you're Theresa May I, I'm in power <laughs> yeah for a, oh, for a bit I, think the list I, went for, I, I went for an away win I'm Liz Truss <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but the, the reason but you that, obviously you, you, why was that why did you think they would win well, 3-1 I'll give you a little um, insight into the background of, of what it's like mm. being me on this show yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> When, when I when I predict- on a ramble reacts, I'm that? in the brass balls. <laughs> <laughs> when I get when I get when I get Wait, seconds or minutes gone left to James's Park, and we're talking people about think they're getting on. wide sargasso. See, they're getting fucking Ulysses. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when I when I predict something and it goes wrong, mm. my mentions blow up of everyone calling me a prick. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get, I love it when that happens. When I predict something and it goes right, yeah. I get my mentions full of me. Everyone calling me a smug prick. So, <laughs> It doesn't really make any difference. Yeah. I can't really there take much joy out of it. But to answer the question, and it's really difficult to answer this question with the personality type that I possess and what actually happened, I thought what, ha- what happened would happen. I, I thought that they would, they would shrink. I, I, think, I thought that they would find it very, very difficult to, PSG, I mean, to manage the cauldron they're in. And, and I think that, you know, it's easy to be wise after the event, and I understand that, you know, maybe I'm backfilling the narrative a bit here, but Newcastle had something like 25, 26% of the ball. Mm. I think, it was, was it 30 at the well, end? Well, they said that in the stadium, but yeah. opted to report it at 26%. Okay. So it's around fair, that kind, it's, play, it's yeah, around yeah, that yeah. kind of number. Yeah. They're just ruthlessly efficient mm. with it. They've got four-fifths of the goal. It's like Bayern doing yeah. Barcelona back in 2013, really, isn't it? It is yeah. a bit like that. And, and, and yeah. I just felt like PSG won. I didn't think, I think there would be a chance. Having said that, though, if I'm being completely even-handed, the early chance that Usman Dembele gets where he strikes it really well, just goes wide of the far post. If that goes in, you pop the balloon, potentially, I, sure and it could have gone another way. So I don't, I don't think you can... 
no one can predict the future. Yeah. I just think it went the way I suspected it may do, but it could have easily gone a different the, way. I, mean, I think the crowd would have been... You know, you remember when Manchester United had those great nights in Europe? Um, and, and, and when they would concede a goal, the Manchester United fans got louder. And I think it's what Newcastle fans did when it, when it went 3-1. Obviously, easy to do when yeah, they were 3-1 yeah. and, and sort of fairly coasting, really, if, we, if, if we've got to be honest. But anyway, I mean, look... It probably didn't feel like that at the moment it went into Newcastle. Uh, uh, sure, 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 sure. But the fact is, you know, he didn't score and, and the game panned out the way it did. Mm. Um, it was interesting to see Kylian Mbappe at times was strolling around. He looked pretty pissed off from where I was sitting. He looks, he looks what he is, which is unfit. I mean, right. they, they took away three weeks of his pre-season from him mm. um, by trying to bully him into signing a new contract or going. Yeah. And they're paying for that now. And Luis Enrique is in a situation, as I wrote about in my Guardian piece that I just finished, where he's, he's got a balance between trying to get him fit and trying to make sure he doesn't get injured, which is really tricky to do in, in, in the biggest games. But honestly, I, I half agreed with Luke when he was talking about how that sort of tidal wave of, of Newcastle-ness would like really push PSG back. I thought that would be the beginning to the game. Mm. I also thought they would be smart enough to react to it. Mm -hmm. And they really weren't. It was I, so I honest, disappointing from, from their point of view. But I, I think this squarely stands at the feet of Luis Enrique, which is remarkable, really. He's not been there that long, has he? You think, pardon? He's not been there that long, has he? No, but he set the team up in exactly the same way that he set the team up at Clermont on Friday night. Mm. There's a big bloody difference to playing Clermont a, on a Friday no, night. That was a disappointing nil-nil. In, in which they didn't score, by the yeah. way, despite also, playing also, with four up front. Yeah. Also, they, they played 4-2-4 four, four, four tonight. They did. And th 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 they allowed Newcastle to swarm all over them. You see that first half, you hook one of the forwards, three of which have done absolutely nothing, by the way, and you put an extra midfield. <laughs> How who, did he not see that? These guys won the treble. I know Barcelona and so on, but... Luis Enrique's managed at top level. Also, yeah. also, how can he not react to also, this? Also, who, who were the two? Who were the two in there for PSG? Ugarte and Zaya Emery. One's 22, never really played in the Champions League much. The other's 17. 17 years old. Yeah. But the, and but they're the both thing, In that fans. atmosphere. But <laughs> the, no, but in the that atmosphere. Was, yeah, the thing was, he's seen what works. I was at that first game in, uh, against Dortmund in Paris. They played with three, with Vitinha in there as well. They gave him the runaround. And they... They well, brought Vitinha on, but yeah. yeah but uh, like for another midfielder, it, di it didn't change the shape. And when he brought Barkler on, and I thought Barkler was pretty good actually when he, when he came on. He's, he's a really promising player. Um, all it did was push Mbappe into the middle, yeah. where you get even less of a tune out of him. But do you think? Do you think though that there's maybe a bit of a bit of arrogance or complacency from Lewis and Rick and PSG? The kind of thing. <laughs> Who are these guys? Do you know what I mean? Okay, fine. In the Premier League, you're doing okay, and you got you know one or two good players, Gimenez and so on. But you know, look at some of the names in there. We, we'll you be all right. We'll be all right. I'm asking you. Do you think I, that's I, what I it was? I don't think that. So, so what? Lewis, but how does that Lewis explain? How does that explain his actions? Then he didn't do a damn thing. It's it's a really good question because he talked about it beforehand. As he was, he said he was jealous of his players going to play in a, a place like this because, of course, he'd played there with Barcelona in that Aspria game that you were, you were, you were talking about like uh, 25 years ago, 26 years ago. Scored, I think, in that game. Yeah, and I, I, you, know, you know, you just think, I, I know he's getting to know his team a little bit. I mean, the, the fact is, as we said, they are post-Messi, they're post-Neymar, uh, neither of which would have improved that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, tonight. Mm -hmm. By by the way, they, they yeah. would have been forward players not getting the ball and standing about and offering absolutely nothing defensively. But I, I, you know, I have some sympathy because he's 
trying to find a balance because it's not his fault that Mbappe wasn't involved for and was left at home for the tour of Japan and all that stuff because the club forbade him to pick him. And now he's having had this truncated pre-season. It's all going to work like now. Whereas what Newcastle have been doing, Eddie Howe has put in place very carefully over a period of, of two years. And the thing is, what they did in terms of, they didn't go and buy 10 players a window or anything like that. They've gradually added quality players to what they've got. And as we said in the build-up to this, what Eddie Howe has done, and really like a little bit like David Moyes in his second spell at West Ham, particularly the first bit of his second spell at West Ham, what Howe has done so impressively is to get more out of those existing players, a lot of whom, let's be honest, we sort of thought were borderline good enough for the Premier League. Mm -hmm. You look at Jamal LaSalle's tonight. Well, absolutely. Hasn't played that deserves ages. a mention, yeah. I think the key bit, in the, in the second half, when PSG are really trying yep. to get back into it, mm. and he absolutely coats Mbappe off yeah. in the, in, in the centre circle. It was, it was incredible. And I think that it's shows amazing. you. And, actually, and by the way, you know, he's given Eddie Howe a lot of credit there, uh, his old Andy. How much credit do we give to Jason Tindall, Luke Moore? Yeah, he's, if you'd have got the prediction spot on, then you know Tindall would have been the second smuggest man in Newcastle. Maybe tonight. I could. <laughs> maybe I <laughs> now could. There's have, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tinders. Yeah. Maybe I could have. Um, maybe I could have a scarf, Newcastle scarf, with my face on it. We like saw Tindall's that, didn't scarf. we? It's, it's wonderful. The cult of Tindall. But go back to the game. If it's me and Tindall on a podcast, yeah. we're just covered in spunk. Oh dear. Do you know? Do you know what Andy? This is this is how my brain works nowadays. Working <laughs> with him, I was honestly immediately. I was who spunk. We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> both covered in our own. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. That's one. Well, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what I wanted to say, the Andy highlighted Jamal uh, Lascelles there, who slotted in um, for the injured Sven Botman. That shows you physicality. Well, the physicality, but that shows you everyone's on the same page. Everyone's moving in the same direction at the same pace. Yeah. That, as you say, Andy, you know, your player hasn't played that much. Who's maybe had a few criticisms in the past. Blah 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 blah. He comes in against PSG and it looks seamless. And and the goal scorers for Newcastle were a combination, weren't they? They're, you know, Almiron, who's been around for a while, Longstaff, who's homegrown, been around for a while. Dan Burn, who's come back in as part of the project. Scherz, kind of on the border, I suppose, and came around at the time he came along. Um, to me, it was just you know I, I can't get away from the fact that. It's just lunch money all over the pitch. Yeah. You're getting your lunch money. Yeah. You're getting lunch money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and what PSG ended up doing, what I found really interesting, I, I thought you were going to mention it, but you didn't. They shrunk. It, it's, it's just that you talk about Enrique and the way he wanted to go about it. Clearly, it seemed to me from where I was standing, sitting in the, in the stand, and, and I haven't watched it back, so it's just from where I was, um, he, was he had told them to attack down the right-hand side. Yeah. Used Dembele, attack. He obviously thought Byrne wasn't as good as Trippier defensively. No, that's it wasn't, fair. wasn't fair. as mobile yeah. and attacked down there. When that became clear it wasn't working, mm. when that became clear that mm. Mbappe, for whatever situation he's in, he's still one of the world's best players, yes. was on the other flank and just not involved, yeah. nothing really changed. And that, no. that is, that is, Even it, though Enrique was screaming from the touchline the whole game, really. Mm. He's running on the pitch at one point when they were setting up a free kick. To be fair, and they're not going to hear him with that atmosphere. No, but the fourth, <laughs> the fourth, the fourth had to bring him back off. Yeah. And, and so they never really, it just seemed very, very inflexible. It was almost yeah. like, I don't want to read too much into it because we're straight from the game and, you know, a bit adrenaline's high I want to stuff. talk more about Newcastle. Yeah, but 
they just all just seem shell-shocked. Yeah. All of them. We should say, we're talking about the Newcastle fans, PSG fans were great as well. I mean, they, still, yeah, they, were. they were bouncing and singing away the whole time, you know. I like the way they got the them. flares out when they scored, yeah. covered them when the VAR review That's came right. along, <laughs> and they got them out again. Yeah, we're okay. We're away again. Yeah. We respect the process, absolutely. and we're away again. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and speaking of which, we did get the process in the stadium. It seemed to last for an absolute eternity. A couple of times, but, yeah. um, You know, obviously, Almiron scores 1-0, a lovely uh, finish, great body um, positioning and so on as he, as he stroked it home and then big Dan Burn was he out jumping killing Mbappe at uh at uh, the back, who was it at the back post that he was out jumping? I don't know, but there, it was men someone shorter. Yeah. yeah, whoever yeah. it was, you just yeah. saw it floated in, and he was just like, "Eat it!" Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Big down burn. Everything like, goes in the net. Yeah, and it everything was, goes in the net. I mean, amazing for him, you know. And, and it's funny, him and um, and and, and Sean Longstaff, of course, you know, Geordie boys in the team and whatnot among the goals. They both mentioned that you know they, they weren't sure if they were still going to be at the club uh, at this point, and they mentioned the takeover, and, it, and it's funny, isn't it, because. The, 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 the takeover, you know, we've criticised the people who took over. Mm. And that criticism stands, by the way. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is yeah. not a case of, oh, no, suddenly the human rights issues in Saudi Arabia, yeah, bollocks. No, no, no. And I think, I think it's, it's not, you know. So, so my, my point on that would just be yeah. that, you know, we have to be careful about this kind of thing yeah. because this kind of night is exactly the kind of thing yeah. that enables an acceleration of the sports washing that's going on, yeah. right? That needs to be said. However, there's two two points I might make in addition to that. One is that, you know, we have responsibility as a, as a show to cover the f- football mm-hmm. and cover the game. So we have to do that. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Well, yeah, so and the, and the second point is, at no point, mm. I don't feel, uh, is this anything to do with the fans? No. I mean, the fans could, I mean, there are, there are fan groups, aren't there, that are protesting against this ownership and who aren't happy with it and stuff like that. But I don't think it's necessarily always the answer just lay it at the fans door to be the ball walk yeah, this kind of thing all the time agreed. and if you spend time in the city you know they're passionate about the football club not just over the last year and a half they've been passionate for, about, for yeah, years and years but and it, yeah, changed and really on it that was so miserable as well under Mike it was Gansley. yeah I, I think I think that's it like a club that was so totally disconnected from from its community that actively didn't want to win but actively didn't want to engage with the people of the the, the city when you look at the proximity of which the stadium is a, a symbol. You know, that's something that's a, extremely hurtful. Now, of course, this is something really serious we, 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 we're talking about, the ownership of the, the club. But I think sometimes what's not absorbed outside the city is the people who aren't actively protesting outside the stadium. And that is a very small number, as we saw outside those Saudi Arabia international games. That doesn't that doesn't mean everyone else is glorifying yeah. the ownership, and there is there is a difference. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And, and also, when when sometimes you, you I, know, the, the thing is, sorry, I, I was just going to say, all you, the thing is, a lot of times what you see on on television, like the the, the sort of the, the, the cameras sort of gravitate towards the most extreme people. Don't Definitely, they? Mm, mm-hmm. but I also want to say that. Um, you know, my position, and I believe the Rambles' position, but I'll just speak on behalf of myself, is that I don't agree with the Saudi ownership of Newcastle, and I don't think they should be in the Premier League doing what they're doing. That's my position, yeah. right? Everyone's got their own opinion. But sometimes when I see the criticism that even we get for not calling it out enough, which I think is mental, because we call it out all the time compared yeah. to everyone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? What you have to understand, I'm just talking to people listening to this, 
if you have a problem with it, what you have to understand is that we're making an entertainment show here yeah. about football. We can't start every show and finish every show talking about annoying VAR decisions, the problem of ownership in football, which is nothing to do with us. We, we're, we're being asked to, to make an entertainment show about football under the parameters that the authorities of the game have allowed to happen. So we'll call it out whenever it's relevant to do so, and I'm happy to call it out now. Um, but all these things have to coexist because we're making an entertainment show about football and our responsibility is to entertain people. Well, indeed. And, and, and also, like, like you just said there, is you talk about what is happening. And what is happening is this takeover has provided an enormous shot in the arm for Newcastle United. It's, it's provided the city with, with a football team who are far better, far more entertaining, with different personnel. Um, and that's it. That's it. That is that. That, that is what's going on. But uh, you know what? It's actually a lot more than that. Yeah. Because when you talk about really the the creep of the Mike Ashley ownership, people think, especially from the outside, they they think that all football fans want is better players to make their team better. But actually, the neglect of the team under Ashley was just a symptom of what it was with the club yeah. in, in, in in general. So the fact the fact that they didn't engage with the community. The fact that, you know, you look at how sports washing works, of course, is stuff you do like actually make an effort to connect with supporters groups, to communicate, to put money in the women's team and make them better, to get them in St. James's Park like, and playing. You know, All of those things that they have done are just as important as the players they've bought. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and of course, those things within themselves are good things. Yes. Look at some of the stuff, that, yes. you know, with the Man City Academy and all the rest of it. You know, you kind of go... But that's how they get you. Of course it yeah, is. Of course, of course. Yeah, but as I say, those things within themselves... And from our point of view, mm. if we go big on how great a game it was tonight and how um, you know, good Newcastle were and all the rest of it, we get fucking stick. And if we, and if we criticise Newcastle, yeah. it seems petty. Yeah. Because it's like Newcastle fans will be like, well, hang on a minute, yeah. just talk about the game. Mm. So uh, I'm not trying to get any sympathy. I'm just saying we're in a situation and we're in. That, that is the situation, yeah, which, which we're all in because we're all fans of the Premier League. Yeah, you know. um, Indeed. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. If you look at the Newcastle team, you know, that midfield, Bruno Guimaraes in there, Sandra Tonali and, and Sean Longstaff. He wasn't fully fit, by the way, Tonali. No, and he played, no. Did he played 64, 65 oh, minutes. Yeah. Like that, but put in a bloody good shift. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that is well-balanced midfield. You know, how critical have we been of Manchester United this season with their, the balance in the midfield? You look at that, that I mean, Bruno Guimaraes was an absolute monster in the centre of the pitch. He was, and, and, and I suppose he, he had to be even more so than normal because there's no Joel Linton there, who is the most athletic of any of their their midfield players. So having him not in there made a made a made a massive difference. And, 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 that, and that and they had other players missing. You know, Barnes was missing. You know, he's an exciting young Couldn't player. Couldn't bring Wilson on. Callum Wilson's yeah. missing. No. You know, Botman's missing. Well, that's the thing. When yeah. Isaac goes down, you think they haven't actually got a striker on the bench to replace yeah. him with. But I, it, I actually thought Isaac was probably the poorest Newcastle player. But, but, but he still put the shift in. He was it, very, very... He did, and off the ball, and defensively, he was good. He did some really good work in his own penalty area, and he was really good off the ball, and he was game. I think he was a bit over the top, though. I think he, he, When I said earlier, on another night, maybe someone goes a bit too far and gets sent off and the whole thing's ruined. If that was going to happen, it would have been Isaac. Yeah. Um, Anthony Gordon's taken to life at Newcastle United, it's fair to say. And there were times when he was geeing up the crowd. He was absolutely loving it. He's really benefited from having that half season. Yes. Where it was nice to have him, but he wasn't necessarily required. Absolutely That's right. That's allowed him to get to the mm. pace. And now he's had a full pre-season. Yeah. He's just whoosh. Yeah, but the way, but the way Newcastle, they, 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 they kind of, the, the defensive work they did as a unit. And he was, and so he was a huge part of that, he by the way. absolutely When we're talking was. about protecting Burn yeah. from being doubled up on yeah. by Dembele and Ashraf Hakimi. And Hakimi, by yeah. the way, did nothing well, I, I, in an attacking Such sense. an attacking flyer. He was anonymous. He's yeah. absolutely yeah. shackled. I mean, it, I, again, it's, it's, it's an amazing job. It was an amazing it's, it's, job. It's a really damning indictment of Hakimi's performance that they, obviously they lost 4-1. Yeah. No one wants to be on the end of that. Dan Byrne and Fabian Shah, who's a left centre-back, both scored. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he, I couldn't honestly tell you a single thing. I he forgot did. he was there. Yeah. I, I, I did write, actually, about the moment where Dan Byrne scored. I think Dembele was probably just happy that he had five minutes off from Dan Byrne being in his shirt basically he was was just wrestling him the whole time wasn't he and and, and can we also spare a moment for those who may not have picked up on it watching it on telly uh, how many of Nick Pope's goal kicks (laughs) went into the stand do you know what here's here's, here's a thing I've said in the past on this show Mm. can Pope have a little go at 
England because he's mm. brilliant as a goalkeeper. He's got so much going mm. for him. And you and I have discussed it, Marcus, I think more than anyone else about, you say, yeah, but can, you can't really use, use his feet. And, mm. I was, and I was thinking, he's not that bad with his feet. What'd he is that bad. What do you think? Yeah. He, he is <laughs> well, definitely I mean, their bad. tactic is obviously... They, they See, push... he's just texted you at the moment going, Andre Onana. Oh, he'd yeah. have texted someone else. <laughs> well, <laughs> he wouldn't have texted me. I'll tell you. I mean, they, they, obviously the tactic is to push... Dan Byrne way up the pitch for those goal kicks. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. And he, and he tried to aim for him. I mean, you're not going to get a much bigger target than Dan so, Byrne. So, <laughs> Dan Byrne at times going, stick it on me, Ed. I, I get the tactic. You <laughs> pop it up to Dan Byrne, he flicks it on for Gordon, yeah. right? I get it. <coughs> Dan Byrne isn't in row fucking Z. No. no he's no, no, he's no. on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it honestly he was trying to give like, the match ball to someone in the crowd. He, he, he probably said to him in the dressing room too many times. Or when I was a kid in the stands. Yeah. I'm not in the stands anymore. I feel like that's part of the reason he got booked. Maybe. The referee's so what are you doing? Yeah, he was, <laughs> one I more than you in the book. He was. I've never I've seen a player so happy to get books. Other than that, David Beckham one against Wales when he meant it. Um, uh, you know when he was just like, yeah. People think, t- people think I'm not very clever, but I am. Yeah. Oh, so you did do it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said another one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, Pope got a book in for for for, for time wasting. And all. I, I, I didn't need to time waste. It was so, so tepid from PSG. And look, we've been very critical of PSG, rightly so. But part of the reason why they were so poor is again, Newcastle were just. Were, were super yeah. shame that they actually I mean not that anyone's going to care of course who, who supports Newcastle it's a slight shame they conceded but I mean <laughs> you know. they've also got listen they're top of their group now Yeah, that, and how much of a chance have they got to go through very very good chance I mean home to Milan home to Dortmund um, who, who drew nil-nil yep. and a handy result I, I just they're big names but mm. they're not brilliant at the moment you have either said of this. them you have said this I mean the, the, again the confidence this will give them St James's Park is is such a fortress you know talk about Anfield on those European nights where yeah. that, they, that you know they if know you can do that against PSG at St James's Park you can do that against exactly yeah. yeah yeah for sure it, 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 especially with players back potentially as well. and there's, yeah. and there's, a, there's now the element of expectation of hang on here we go another European night I mean there was already that kind of expectation but, it, but it's all there for them um, but um, now you're not just along for the ride. Yeah, there's actually a target, isn't there? Yeah, um, um, yeah, indeed there is. Uh, I just just a, 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 a stunning night and, and incredible to witness it, really. And and all the cliches about Newcastle, but great atmosphere and blah 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 blah. But that's why they're cliches, um, you know. And just w- when I came in to record today, I was just looking on um, online and I got a video served up into my timeline. Yeah. So and it was um, the title of it was. Luis Enrico on his style of football and his Champions League hopes. I was thinking that'll be a short video. <laughs> that will be. I might, I might <laughs> squeeze yeah, that yeah. one on the way down. Nice, apparently, that he had a little uh, photo with the Bobby, Ro- so Bobby Robson statue, though. Played okay. under him at Barcelona. Yeah, and then disgraced his memory. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I think he was. I think he was too respectful. I think maybe. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, as it was is, is, on the is, pitch. Is there any truth in the fact in the in the rumor that he didn't have a picture with the Alan Shearer statue because he's only had one finger up? Yeah. It may be, Andy. Maybe. That is, that that's is really calling kind of, you out this week. That's, under, well, that's underreported, isn't it? That, yeah. That I mean, I understand that there is a famous photo of Shearer scoring when he's got one finger up, running away to celebrate. We all remember. Is that is, after his first goal for Newcastle against Wimbledon? Uh, possibly. But uh, the statue of him outside the ground, and it is outside the ground now was of course when Ashley was in charge it was on the street corner mm. uh, wasn't yeah, number the... nine is called Shearer's again yeah, yeah right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely banging there while I was walking past <laughs> yeah, by yeah, the way. absolutely every single building yeah is banging and there was yeah. office blocks we walked past yeah. at 11 at night <laughs> you know I, th- I don't know whether that's my room earlier in the hotel I thought yeah. it was a good job not recording there because it sounds like next door having a fucking party as well <laughs> they're only here on business <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, but yeah, I mean, incredible for an So you think the Shearer, the Shearer should have his hand up, not his finger up? 
Yeah, of course. And I'm sure Newcastle fans will be in, in, in touch and explain why that is the case. Well, as I say, I think it is based on that maybe that famous photo. Oh, they'll be yeah. very reasonable about that as well. And no doubt they will be. Yeah. No doubt they will be. Um, elsewhere in, in the Champions League, Manchester City beat uh, RB Leipzig 3-1 away from home. Good win, Andy, because it's a tough place to go to. They've been there before and won, yeah. but it's not a gimme. Um, uh, I mean, I always remember them losing there and Kyle um, Walker picking up a very needless red card. Yeah, which was it's not. Oh often, yeah, it's not often yeah. you see Angelino Gra- goal. Yeah, it's yes, yes. It's, it's not often who played for Galatasaray last night. Yeah, there's your link. I love it. Love it. Very good. Very good. It wasn't yeah. worth me interrupting. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was. It's really rare that you see Pep Guardiola genuinely annoyed. Mm. But he was so pissed off with Carl Walker for that, mm. wasn't he? But he must but, have but, been happier with this one, Andy. Yeah, because like Leipzig have have, have played pretty well this season, despite losing some some major players. Obviously they. Came back into the game at, at 1 1 and, and, and City still Man, got it City done. City had created a lot of chances. I mean, it's, it's the, and that's the hardest game that you've got on paper in their group. Yeah, yeah. you'd say so. Now. But I mean, I, look, in a, it, you know, it, was, it was 3 1. Man City could have scored an absolute hatful there. Um, there was a good chance. I mean, Foden took his goal very, very well. Um, Alvarez scored again, assisted again. He's, there's not too much chat about. Alvarez, but he's a player. I told you, didn't I? I yeah. said on the show a while back. It's funny that because he did win the World Cup, by the way. Yeah. He's a player, that lad. You should yeah, have a yeah. <laughs> But no, but you're right. The thing is, you're right to say, it, and I said it on the show a week or two ago. I think Haaland is like Jupiter in the solar system. He takes all the all the asteroid news asteroids in, and Alvarez is basically Earth, the most important. That's funny. I, I'd all, I always thought of Holland as a black hole, so that's quite an enlightening. <laughs> also, well, well, it does also work on one level. But if there was a black hole in the solar system, we'd all be dead. Yeah, Jupiter works as so. If you think, I mean, eventually Erling Haaland will kill all the football. You do realise that, right? I'm sticking with this. I'm going to get it out. So you can you can interrupt all you like, but we're staying in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The solar system is like an intergalactic bowling alley. Jupiter's massively important because its gravity is so big; it drags all the asteroids, all the comets, all the things, and it could destroy life on Earth. Haaland is doing that for Alvarez is right he, now. Is he scoring turkeys? Alvarez, who's who's Al- getting the turkeys in this bowling alley? Um... Uh, no, the answer to that. Alvarez, is a Alvarez could get 30 goals this season and it will take till about 25 of them before anyone says anything. <laughs> That's I, what's going to happen. I think, I think the thing with Alvarez, in the second half of last season, you saw how Guardiola had another option because he could play him in a two with Erling Haaland. And now you're seeing that actually he's such a good player he can actually replace Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Is, is he... So, I mean, how does he play him with Haaland? You know, is it is it a genuine well, he, he two? Came the, he came off the bench tonight, didn't he? Yeah, but I mean, but when he comes on and he and, and when he did starting games with with Haaland, do you, did you feel it's a proper sort of two up front? I mean, because with Guardiola, you never know. He could it, be playing right back at some it point. It was it was more mm. it was more so last season. Yeah, but I see. I think you know, that, it, it it felt like a combination to yeah. run over chumps, where it doesn't feel like that now. But we were saying the other day that the, 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 the two up front will soon become the hack. In, in football because it's secular isn't it tactics and all the rest of I it I think it's going to take a while for four up front to come back well after well, the PSG please, yeah. please note Lewis when I say it's secular I don't think the WM is going to come back at any point when, so I've, when I've seen Alvarez play in the Premier League this season he's mm-hmm. played in the, kind of in the hole behind yeah. Haaland yeah, yeah. No. because of De Bruyne not being and I tell you what yeah. he only scores good goals that lad yeah. he really does yeah it's true um, but I mean <laughs> Jeremy Doku uh, a player who you know, it's late in the game. You're pushing for for an equaliser from RB Leipzig. Do you really want to hit, see him slotted through, outpacing everybody? No, you, you, <laughs> you definitely don't. But yeah. like I've said from the very beginning with Doku, he's a player of immense ability who's shown it on occasion before. Guardiola's obviously going to make him one of the best players in the world. 
And he's started doing that already, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, so, yeah, another fairly routine, but still impressive from, from Manchester City, you know. Uh, one can sort of get used to them winning, although they've lost a couple of games, obviously, on the bounce before that. But they have started the season very, very well. Yeah, they've won, they're both a very, very good team. they've won both a championship. They, 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 they will do that. Um, just uh, if we can go, uh, staying with, with, with English teams, uh, but going back to domestic matters before we, uh, we finish with a, with a bit of an international stuff. Um, have you seen that uh, Jurgen Klopp um, has, <laughs> has said uh, that he wants the Premier League game against Tottenham to be replayed the quote yes. was Andy Russell not having this but let him have his time yeah well, I'm his just, time. Andy I'm just going to say the quotes alright yeah. I'm just going to say the quotes this is what Big Jurg said right okay. can you let me do a bit on um, uh, Tony Evans as well <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had time to plan this there's no run in the world so I just want to get it in there <laughs> Some, should, I bit, well, should I do a bit about Tony Evans? He's, he's a nice chap, Tony Evans. I've got no problem with him. Well, I mean, I'll just do the clock. Quote, yeah, go okay? for it, yeah. Something like this never happened. So that is why I think a replay is the right thing to do. They are the words of Jurgen Klopp, okay? Um, Andy Brassel. That, those are not the end of Jurgen Klopp's words, though, well, are did they? Did he finish that with by saying, not... Only joking. <laughs> what did he say that makes you think that he doesn't want a replay? Because that quote there suggests that he bloody well does. It, I'm sure he wants a replay just like he wants to sign Kylian Mbappe and he wants Liverpool to have won all their games this season. It, it doesn't, to me, feel like he's genuinely pushing for that. I don't think he is. It's, it's a hypothetical. But you've also said in the past that he's the, one of the worst losers on the planet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I, I don't see how, how those things are mutually. All right, and allow, allow me to read okay. to, allow me to read a Tony Evans tweet. Now, Tony Evans is a cover, covers Liverpool a lot. He's, yeah. you know, he's a very experienced journalist. I've got no problem with him. I just think this is funny. Um, <laughs> yesterday, Tony Evans tweeted this, and he did one of those tweets where he puts the full stop after every word. Yeah, yeah. No one ever asked for or wanted a replay. Mm. Sigh. What did Klopp say next? Another Klopp. Uh, <laughs> if that would happen again, I would say replay. <laughs> yeah. Or much, much better than yeah. replay. Sort it in that moment. Oi, said. He's like a fucking drum and bass DJ at this point. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rewind. So angry. Klopp's the MC. Now he's talking about angry. Yeah. So what, what you're saying is, is Klopp playing opposites then? Well, he said, or even better, yeah. like sort it out on the pitch at the time, which obviously can't happen because it's already happened. So, so replay that. Total, How are they going to sort it out? It's just a total hypothetical. DJ, really? run the rid in. Yeah. <laughs> Back in there. It's a rewind. He wants a rewind. He wants a I rewind. Think, I think personally, I honestly think, like joking aside, it's a good crack and all the rest of it, but joking aside, if I can very, very briefly, I think that every team should get the opportunity to rerun a game. Ten times a season. Ten until, until they get a result they want. Interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting. Well, well. FIFA well, wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, I don't think they would. What, I mean, what about those of us who every time the board comes up and it says nine minutes or eight minutes or whatever, think God, life's too short. They're this. making that up. Well, look, I, I want to. You know sorry, Mark. Do you, know you know what I'm making that up? You say, I think I'm right in saying in that self same Spurs Liverpool game, right? Six minutes. Where's that come from? On, was it in Fulham Games 13? Oh, I don't know if it was 13. What was it? It was a game I watched last week. Last Seven, weekend. maybe. Last weekend, there was a game, which is a t perfectly normal Commonwealth Garden Premier League game, 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They, they don't know what they're doing. No. That's, it, that, it, is, it is weird how we're like, 
normally drawing offside lines that are accurate to the centimetre, certainly in Portugal, they give you the actual centimetre that you're Metric on, system, mate. Yeah, exactly. Onside give me your feet and inches, Andy. Yeah. Offside. Are we getting Brexit done or what? <laughs> you fucking centimetres. <laughs> I can just imagine you coming out with your little wheel on a, on, yeah. on, on a wooden uh, How many handle. leagues was it offside? That's yeah, what I was yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. How many fathoms? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how many ounces, Andy, offside? Are we going it? back to a medieval bartering system or not, Andy? <laughs> Look, how many shillings would you pay for a replay? Is what I'm asking. Anyway, enough of that old bollocks, Andy. Uh, there was a tweet earlier. Someone said, um, FA, hello, just wondering if we can play, replay this game. And it was Liverpool um, versus Everton. And there's a still they put of, of, of Dirk Kout going in like both feet off the ground yeah. onto, I remember that. Um, on, on, onto old Fizzer. Yeah, and he said Neville, he yeah. should have been sent off. They, he went on to score goals, Liverpool 1-2-1, and he's put Fizzer in there. So get your boots back out, lad. And Fizzer has said, I agree. I'll get my boots ready for the replay. Fizzer's taking the piss. He's getting involved. He's getting Fizzer involved. Fizzer is taking the piss, Andy. Yeah. You are on the wrong side of history. Yeah. <laughs> Again? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather be on the side of history that did an amusing tweet going, oh yeah, this is a game that my team didn't win and there was a controversial oh, decision mate, in like 10 years I ago. I had to tweet earlier, thanks to all the football fans who've tweeted me directly about the time their team was not awarded a goal, penalty or point. You know, 15, yeah, any point in the last 15 years. How many people you muted today? Uh, I think... He normally mutes about a dozen a day. Yeah. I was about to say, I think it might be 12 today. <laughs> I think it might be 12. And yeah. business as usual. Um, yeah. gentlemen, I, I've muted, I, I can look at my Twitter profile, you can see. I've muted, muted me. I've, <laughs> I've not following you. Okay. I've, muted over, <laughs> I've, muted, I've muted over a thousand people. Right. Yeah. So if you're people. tweeting me shit, you're probably tweeting into the void. Yeah. Why are they tweeting this shit? I've not muted a, a thousand no. people. Yeah. But there Apparently we are. I'm a smug prick. Well, maybe. Um... International football. I did promise a bit of international football chat. Um, we we mentioned Euro 2028, of course, um, on on um, on on the the, the ramble uh, yesterday, uh, where the UK and Ireland looked pretty good for that bid. Well, Spain, Portugal, and Morocco looked pretty good for the 2030 uh, World Cup. Some might say three hosts in a single World Cup is enough. I think double your money, Andy, <laughs> um, because FIFA, with with all their infinite wisdom, have said, yeah, that's great. Spain, Portugal, Morocco, they're in the same vicinity. You know, as as they go, you think about the, the, the World Cup that will come before that, you know, Mexico, America and Canada, I think we'll all be pleased with, the, w w with Portugal, Spain and Morocco, which will seem quite quaint and small uh, compared to what's going on there. But FIFA said, no, that's not enough. We love the old centenary idea of, 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 of the South American, the relevant South American nations getting involved. Of course, it was, it was hosted in, uh, in Uruguay, the first World Cup. So they're going to give Uruguay a game and Argentina and Paraguay. At home. Paraguay have done well out of that, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, Bagsy not playing a game there before I you then have to ship off. To I presume they, those three teams also qualify automatically. They do, so you're going to have six uh, qualifying automatically. I mean, Uruguay and Argentina, you can argue with gimmies. FIFA, FIFA would... Venezuela are going, can we yeah. have a game? FIFA have turned to Oprah. Have they? You get a game. Yeah. You get a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, everyone gets a game. Yeah, I was a bit... But the, can, can I just say, I, I know FIFA equals tone deaf. Mm. But I know I, what you're going to say, Andy. Why isn't Gibraltar getting a game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, I've looked at the last couple of tournaments and, you know, especially I think with... Now, I know this isn't FIFA, this, this is UEFA, but you look at the last Euros, you look at the last couple of World Cups and the, the distance before Qatar and the distances between the stadiums, the fact that the groups aren't localised anymore. And you think, how can we look at this in a world that's trying to be more ecologically responsible? As something even FIFA's as something even half. No, but it should be. 
But I don't think, if it, you, it, I don't it know really, if any of those really ex- should be. executive committee members would even know there's a climate crisis. They wouldn't even know. You, you talk to them about climate change, it'd be the first time they've heard it. This is a different world. This is a rarefied atmosphere. This is properly like swan's blood and monkey embryo <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it is like definite, definite weird shit happening. Yeah. And, and um, yeah. I just think sometimes when we, we run a little audio production company and when new people start, young people, I always say to them, you know, please be encouraged to bring your ideas. No one's got the monopoly on shit ideas. We want to hear about it, you know. So don't be embarrassed. No one's got the monopoly on well, shit ideas. Yeah. Fucking out FIFA have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to update it because yeah. FIFA have. Well, yeah. How do they have such a consistent record yeah, in always doing the shittest thing? I just, like it's I said some to, record. But like it's I said, if, if you're so wedded to this idea of the centenary thing and it needs to be in, in, in the part of the world where they have games, you know, I understand it would be 99 years rather than a hundred years sort of anniversary like give them the confederations cup do you know what i mean like if you have to do something or, i know that goes to the host or, n- n- nation. Like, like, here's, you here's don't have to you. do something but here's, no. here's, here's but, one for you yeah, right yeah. you're used to planning world cup tournaments right eight ten twelve years in advance mm. don't invite bids for the centenary one <laughs> maybe just pick up the phone to uruguay <laughs> say do you want to do it yeah it's never going to change it's always going to be when it's 100 I years think, i think i mean as loath as i am to perhaps defend fifa on that particular point is i'm quite sure uruguay and, and argentina there was there was talk about a joint bid and they probably couldn't cobble it together do a live aid type thing like no, back no, in the 80s do a kickoff yeah. from the exact spot mm. where the first world cup kicked off yeah. live video link yeah. all around the world right. and now we go to madrid for the proper kickoff yeah, <laughs> yeah. why not yeah andy why not <sighs> andy's got no I'm, idea I'm, See, the problem is andy just wants to tear everyone else's house down don't want to build his own house <laughs> does he I'm, while we're on this theme of replays, yeah. I'm all for the replays, obviously. You want to replay just, this podcast, just, yeah? Just not not, not <laughs> live aid. <laughs> not live aid, fair enough. You want to be Phil Collins, do Concord? Back from, you could do Concord from Montevideo mm, to mm. Madrid. There you go. And you can wear what Phil Collins wore yep. that day. Are you up for it? It looked comfortable. You, you, you want to be Phil honest. Collins, you want Actually, to feel comfortable. I think it went the other way. Let, let, Otherwise, it didn't work because the time difference. We got the picture. Yeah, thanks. Let's not worry about what Phil Collins is doing ever. Yeah. Um, there we are, everybody. <laughs> I think we're in there. Thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts. We're back tomorrow with the Football Ramble preview show. Of course, uh, do remember to find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Football Ramble. And remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Thank you very much, Andy. Thanks. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you, FIFA. And we'll see you tomorrow. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 